Hey everyone, thank you for joining me for another episode of Paramount Life with Paige. I have my sweet friend Vanessa here with me to chat it up with us for this episode. Hey guys. <laughs> so glad to be here. Hey Paige. Hello. Hey girly. I'm super excited to be on here. Um, we actually had recorded a podcast before and unfortunately the microphone on my end was not working correctly. So this is our second go around at this. Yeah. Second time is a charm, right? Yes. <laughs> no more third times. Yeah, right. Well, I'll exactly. have you on here three times. No, we're going to get <laughs> this this time, though, for sure. Well, I wanted to go ahead and bring her on here because Vanessa is a God-fearing woman who absolutely loves worship. All mm. the things about it. Yeah. And she has a very big heart to... I guess, share with everyone all that she knows about it and how to do it and all the in-betweens. Yeah, it's my mama's heart. Come through a lot of, you know, stuff, which we all have. It's just my 45 years have come to my mama's heart. (laughs) And so I love people. And so this is where we're at right now. So should I just introduce myself? Yes, go okay. for it. All right. So I'm kind of a quiet gal. Um, most people don't really know who I am because I'm kind of an introverted, quiet gal. But I'm just going to say, you know, who's Vanessa? I'll let you guys know uh, a little bit about ba- who I am, my background. So uh, here we go. Um, <laughs> little girl. I was born to missionaries and pastors. My mother's parents were pastors of a large church. Amazing people growing up, spirit-filled. And my daddy's parents were missionaries to Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico, Central South America. They were church builders, amazing people, all of these sowed into the kingdom of of God with all of their heart, all of their life. And um, this is where I come from. Uh, So... You know, all of my growing up years, I knew the Lord. I met the Lord at a very young age. Very young. Very, very young. So, yeah. So, actually, um, and you know what? I think that there are times in our life that are markers that really that are markers in our lives that kind of define the rest of our lives. You know, those times in our lives that we remember. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I had one of those at four years old. So at four years old and and I know a lot of four year olds don't remember like (laughs) but I did because it was one of those (laughs) moments, you know, that you'll never forget. So At four years old, one night, I was sound asleep in my bed, and the Lord Jesus walked in my room, and he woke me up because he wanted to talk. He wanted to introduce himself to me, and at four years old, I met the Lord face to face, and that is to find my my life until now when I'm 45. Don't tell anybody. Oh, no. Everybody else knows now. So, but yeah. So, like, everything from that moment has, 
led my life to this point. It's like when you meet the Lord face to face, it's it's everything. You know, even through the crap and the tough times and the stuff where you just don't know that you know that you don't know uh, because it just goes against everything that you think, you know, um, you know, those moments still you go back to that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what I was doing it for. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. You have much better memory than I, but it's, oh, I well. unfortunately do not have such a yeah. a memorable four-year-old year like that because mm. that's something that if at four years old, you know, you, you remember something so profound like that and you're mm. so young, mm. that definitely is going to set you on a path that... Yeah will have a huge testimony for yeah. little kids as well as grown oh, old adults. God, yes. So it's like dream a dream. There are many people that have a dream. And for me, it was I was always a dreamer. I've always been a dreamer. And since that day, specifically, I've been a dreamer. You know, so let's go back to who who's Vanessa. <laughs> so my grand, my grandfather, my grandparents, uh, and their siblings, grand uncles and aunties, and all of them, and it was quite a large family. You know, quite a large Swedish family. <laughs> You know, what's so freaky and something I would like to really bring up in this meeting and really drive home is that, you know, um, the the normal of the supernatural, the supernatural normal, right, that we live in. This has been my life since that day I talked about with you, the Lord Jesus coming in. But that my family lived that too. So all of them being my grand grand uncles and my grandpa they all had a dream and literally every single one of them and there was like five of them that all had the same dream in sequence and in the dream the lord jesus himself called them to the mission field and ministry in central and south america and mexico and they were to build churches and bring supplies and to build the kingdom of Central and South America and Mexico. So they were living in Chicago at the time. So they li- at, at all of them as a family, we're talking like five brothers all packed up with all their kids and they had a lot of kids. They all packed up their stuff and all their wives, you know, their wives and everything. And they all went down to McAllen, Texas and started a new life because they were called to missions. And they all had a vision to fly in supplies, buy in Bibles and build churches and things. So all of them got their pilot's license. All of them, they, they collectively came together and bought an airplane. And they started flying in Bibles. They started flying in to Mexico and started building these churches. It was amazing. And still to this day, I think my great uncle is like 93 years old. And he's still going down. And he's built a... Um, a, a, a ministry school, a Bible school in Belarus. And, the, you know, there's there's a lot there. So generational goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
But, you know, this is where I came from. This is what I was raised in. Yes, we were talking before we even started this. Our intent was to come in here and immediately start. And then, you know, I started talking about some stuff. She started talking about some stuff. And two hours later, I was like, oh, we probably need to record now. But then whenever we started talking about what we were going to actually talk about, it's funny because we got we had many different things come up. Yeah. And a big one was your family and the missionary trips and stuff like that that they would take and how the airplanes specifically Mm. in your life kind of set you on the path that you are with your career now. It did. So very good point. Thank you. (laughs) So interestingly enough, you know, there's a story (laughs) that my mother does tell. That she was, when she was pregnant with me, my daddy would take her to these air shows, you know, actually drag her to these air shows because he was all about airplanes. Like that was his thing. It was his daddy's thing, his great uncle's thing. They all flew together and they loved aviation like crazy. And my mother was like, oh my God. So she would get dragged to these air shows and she was really pregnant with me. <laughs> my dad all this story that when the airplanes would fly over that I would like leap in my mother's womb and they like knew that they knew that uh uh-oh this child was definitely you know bent for the Johnson side and we were definitely going to missionary aviation just like the rest of them and that's exactly what I did so um you know I had a dream I caught the dream from a very young age I loved the Lord obviously we met and I spent all of my growing up years deeply in the word and in deep relationship with the Lord but I I felt the calling not only to the mission field but also to aviation so at a very young age 13 years old I got myself into a um, private pilot course with my dad by the way daddy did it with me he was such a good daddy and um, I took and passed my private pilot written with flying colors at 14 years old and went and went to and then took took to the air um, and soloed just after my 16th birthday. And so all of this before you even got your driver's license. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, that's so true. That was like a big joke in the feeling. Oh my God. Like this girl is flying an airplane ever before she drove a car. So I, we lived on this little bitty island uh, called Washington Island in the middle of Great Lake, Michigan. When I was growing up, we had a farm and uh and the airstrip is not far from the house so i used to like um uh, drive my little four-wheeler to our atv to the airport and hop in the airplane we had a 172 growing up i we owned a Cessna 172 and my instructor would meet me there and we would go flying and and sometimes you know after i soloed and i was able to fly by myself um i used to buzz the house and it was like a family joke. Like, <laughs> there's Vanessa again. Hello. I would come in like, I, I don't know. I had this boldness about me when I was a kid that I just don't know where it went to when I became an adult. But I used to buzz the farm like low level, 500 feet, totally illegal. <laughs> And I would buzz the farm, you know, you know, d- d- kind of, you know, do do this oscillation with the wings. Hey, daddy, I'm here, you know, ha ha. And I would do it. 
And it, it, it was the thing, you know, Vanessa was a flyer. And, you know, what's so funny is that my parents, you know, you look at purpose and destiny and all of us really have a purpose and destiny from birth, but even before birth. I mean, look at Psalms 139, that the Lord even knew us when we were in the womb. So my parents named me specifically Vanessa Dawn. Well, Vanessa means butterfly. Well, what is a butterfly? It's a flyer. And my whole life has been about that, which we're getting ready to talk about. But my parents had no idea that it was going to be like my dream was to be a pilot, an aircraft mechanic, an aerospace engineer. But that's exactly what I did. So they knew they like they named me very well from the womb. It's interesting. It's just kind of like because wow. even though you don't think they knew. They knew. they knew it's like a prophetic thing in our hearts <laughs> parents in exactly. their hearts yeah so I set out like uh, that's exactly what I wanted to do with my life I was going to be a missionary aviator girl I used to look up um you know jars jungle and aviation radio service and then also at MAF which is missionary aviation fellowship when I was young and I went to college and I wanted to be a missionary aviator and to be a missionary aviator overseas. You had to be not only a pilot, but you also had to be a licensed mechanic. So I was like, okay, I'm going to college and I'm going to study aircraft maintenance. So that's what I did. And it's interesting how the Lord sets us up. We make a plan, but the Lord guides our steps. Yes, for it, sure. Oh my God, it always turns out way better than we ever expected it to be. Because I always had this thought, okay, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to be, okay, a private pilot. I'm going to get my AMP license, which is Airframe Power Plant Mechanic, which is certified by the FAA, so you can work on airplanes. So when you're in the mission field and there's nobody else around, you got to be able to fix your own airplane if you go down in the jungle, right? Come on. I'm just locking myself up in the airplane. Praying, please, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) But if you got it, you got to do an emergency landing in the middle of the jungle in Timbuktu. You got to be able to fix your stuff, Come on. (laughs) All right. So, you know, that's what I did. That's what I studied. I studied um, and I got my degrees in aviation maintenance and my airframe and power plant license, my mechanics, you know. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm ready. We're going to the mission field, right? (laughs) Yeah, not quite. We got to get some experience first. So he sent me to this little town where we live now, unnamed, and went to a military (laughs) base. And I started working on military aircraft as a mechanic. And I started getting my hands really dirty. Female, only female, mind you, with a whole bunch of guys uh, as an aircraft mechanic, and I was loving it. And flying airplanes too, definitely. And then I was like, okay, you know what? We're not done because my goal, my dream was to be not only be a pilot, aircraft mechanic, but also I was going to be an engineer because I wanted to design them, fly them, build them, do everything I could, right? Because it was all inclusive. Look, girl, we're, we're going to go big or go home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So at night, while I was a mechanic, (laughs) actually there were times where I was working night shift, which really was awful, but I was going to college during the day or at night, depending on what my shift was, taking college classes to work towards my engineering degree. We finally did accomplish that. Hallelujah. But that was awful. That was like pure stinking hell. I thought beauty school was bad in high school and all that. She's over here getting 15 different degrees and everything else. No, it's all, you know, hell is hell. And, you know, there's not, there's different colors, but it's all the same. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, the Lord guides our steps. We make a plan, but the Lord guides our steps, you know. So I thought I was going to the mission field, but the Lord had other plans. And it was really interesting because I used to have dreams. You know, Daddy and I used to fly together a lot. And we had that plane that I was talking about. And um, I used to actually have these dreams where Daddy and I were flying together. And I remember this beautiful, like, DC-3. And there are some people in our tribe that would understand what is a DC-3. So there's an no old, idea. yeah, there's this beautiful, <laughs> look it up. <laughs> the old DC-3 aircraft. And I had this dream. It was so stinking vivid. And it was a DC-3 aircraft. And it was loaded full of supplies. And my daddy was in the pilot seat. And I was in the co-pilot seat. And we were flying down to Mexico to deliver the these supplies and we were going to build a church and it was a dream of as a dream that was so stinking vivid and I was like oh my god I can't wait till this happens we gotta go daddy we gotta go and you know I was like okay just waiting 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 but then when I got my um you know I worked as an engineer many many years on this military base and then when I got you know just like there's so much in between you just don't have time to talk about but there, were, there came a time where I got offered this incredible job that was like, you know, they make you an offer that you just can't refuse. And like we prayed about it and it was like, it was God. It was God. And when I took this job as an engineer working for an air, a major aircraft manufacturer, um, <laughs> ridiculous because it was like, it didn't look exactly like I, my dreams. But if you really look at my dreams, you were like, oh, dang. Wow. The Lord literally took me around the globe. Like, we traveled together around the globe. We circumnavigated the globe probably two times already. We even went to Israel and, like, he took me to these places. And we would go to these places. Like, every single time these places, they were divine appointments. And he would bring to me these people and I would meet with people that were like, not just like normal people. I mean, people, people are awesome sauce, but like, like high ranking people and like people, not the normal person meets like dude, a general in some kind of military, you know, like, and I have some kind of authority to speak into their life. And they're listening. Whoa. Okay. Well, that's different than I expected. But that's definitely mission field. Yep. Right? So all of everything that I've been through, and even the prayers of my grandparents and great-grandparents, and all that they sewed into actually led me to this place. 
of sewing into the lives of these ranking officers of the sworn military and like these people and they're asking me questions and I'm feeling the Holy Ghost and I'm just like <laughs> I'm I, I, I'm just going to give with whatever the Lord gets to me and I'm not going to be afraid. I'm just going to go for it, right? Whoa, that's ministry. Yeah. And girl, I'm getting paid for it. <laughs> what better than that? Come on. And you're getting taught, you know, what? being able to talk to people that not, you know, everyday mm. people get to talk to mm. and about things that you love so that makes it even sweeter and then throwing in a little bit of jesus along the way come on couldn't get better than that yeah so you know what all that sounds like candy it all sounds like awesome sauce and wonderful stuff but who else out there knows that life isn't always easy yeah firsthand i know it's not but it's also not meant to be easy Mm. why why do you think what do you think that is? Um, <sighs> probably so we're so we're aware that we are human, that mm. things can happen, that life, this might sound silly, but life is real. You know, yeah. like if my child falls, they're going to get a bruise. Right. If you lose your keys, you can't start your car. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Yeah. things like that. Like he, he makes sure that we are aware that this is, real that in a moment one single mm. moment something can completely change mm. like covid so yeah oh yeah <laughs> so like how many relationships have you had in your life that are like totally surface surfacey candy like oh yeah you know and like the people that are your people that you know that will go there with you even in the dirt and the ditch and like like you're experiencing your poo-poo and they're willing to go and like hold your hair back while you're puking like those kind of friends you know what i'm saying but not a lot you know i have a few that i would take to that Mm. so or that would go to that level with me yeah so i think that (laughs) oh my gosh I'm going to go there. So after all that stuff, you know, career's been great. (laughs) But really, after all of that, and there's people that look at my face and see the smile and everything appears fabulous, you know, because my career's been wonderful. It's the blessing of the Lord and I'm so stinking grateful for it. But there is something that has been so stinking deep in me since day one that I wanted desperately and that was family you know I see the mamas out there that have the beautiful children and it makes my heart cry because that was the thing that I wanted more than anything was to be a mama it's hard whenever you don't get to have what you want at that very moment, but I can tell you now, I know then, obviously, you didn't get what you wanted. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But now, even though you don't have biological children, first of all, every single one of them, as soon as they have a heartbeat, is a baby. Is, yeah. It's is a person. Yeah. So you are a mother. Yeah. And you're a spiritual mother to a lot of women that I know. Yeah. 
And that too is just as wonderful because that is done by the Lord. The so, Lord blesses you with those people. Yeah, my heart is to like, you look, I've lived a life of adventure and I'm living a life of adventure and my whole heart has been to pour into other people that same spark of life. And okay, we're going to go back a little bit. So I married young and my first husband, he was a good man. He was a really good man. He had some issues. Um, And with him, we had uh, probably about three miscarriages. It was very disappointing and it was actually heartbreaking. Um, And because of his issues and probably honestly let's just be real my own issues because look uh we can always pinpoint somebody else's issues but you know what it always takes two to tango Mm -hmm. so probably because of our issues i left jesus so i think after that the Lord and his mercy and grace and great love from me sent me another man who was my very best friend. And he really got me. He understood me. And I understood him. And there was something about him that was like a divine appointment that like he was sent from God and like, but (laughs) there were times that were like, wow, (laughs) whoa. But you know what? He knew how to call out the crap in me. He knew how to call out the stuff in me that I needed to deal with. And he wasn't afraid to go there. He was a man that wasn't afraid to go there. And we had this relationship. Now, look, guys, forgive the phone that's ringing. It'll stop ringing in a second. <laughs> I'm not it's getting life. to go it's get life. it. It's life. It's life. Hallelujah. So he wasn't afraid to go there. And, you know, with that precious man, uh, we had about four miscarriages and, and, and an ectopic pregnancy, which was also very devastating. But the Lord sent me this man to kind of, it was almost like, he wrangled in like this young woman that was so out there and all the dream, the dreamer and crazy and was going all this stuff and just like, he grounded me. And we were really trying to get pregnant again. And and then the Lord um, took him home suddenly. So I was faced over and over again with these all these disappointments because I lost my first husband through our junk and our um, filled pregnant now. Our children passing away and going to heaven. And then my husband dying suddenly in my arms. And this was the one. This was really the one. 
and four miscarriages and ectopic pregnancy. So, and, and during this time too, which y'all don't know, you know, um, we had also lost some other close family members, mother-in-law, father-in-law, uh, and they died in my arms, uh, with cancer like they came down with cancer and like I like you know um from a very young age I was taught about the healing you know healing my parents and grandparents from the healing ministry and they always they during their time we were talking about this page before yes we started this like during their time they would lay hands on the sick and they would recover like they believed it and they would recover they would see it and I was taught this and in my life you know, that's what I did because that's what I was taught. I grew up like laying hands on the sick and they will recover. And I had faith for it, but I laid hands on the sick and they went home in long. It makes you question whether Everything. there's healing like, that. Like, come on. Like, yeah. is it real, girl? Come on, is it real? I know. And then my husband died and my children died. And like, what the freaking heck? Like, what? Vanessa and I were talking before we started this. I know she just said about the healing and everything. And um, whenever we were talking, my husband, Cameron, if you don't know, that's my husband's name if you're new to this. But Cameron and I have been talking a lot about um, the healing stuff lately. And like, you know, why aren't people that in the hospital right now sick with COVID or leukemia? Why aren't those people that are healers, mm. quote unquote healers, able to go into that hospital and just touch someone and they're healed yeah touch someone what does the word say come on girl what does the word say i know tell me (laughs) what do we believe it's hard it's very hard whenever like you said with uh family members passing away in your arms like how do you not question it how do you not say like lord you're supposed to be the one who heals everything who makes everything okay. So then he doesn't. And luckily you have your faith to stand on. And I'm sure that helped you get through a lot. Yeah. But there are some people that do not. Come on. So let's go back to day one. Remember the story. Four yes. years old. Jesus. So not everybody gets to. <sighs> wow. So now everybody has seen Jesus face to face like I did. You know, that's been a big old help. And I, I've asked the Lord over and over, why? <laughs> like, you know, how come everybody can't see you? And like, that's not fair. But there are so many questions that we all have. And one day they will be answered. And the questions that left unanswered are not meant to be answered right now. We can question and question and question, Mm. but there is a time Mm. the answer will come and it is when it's supposed to come, whether we like it or not. Amen. So, girly, that time, I go back to it every single day and there are are many times in my life, you know, (sighs) November the 6th, my daddy, who is an amazing man of God, who loved the Lord with everything that he had. And like, he was the, the guy that like, I was so embarrassed as a, as a kid because my parents would like, every time we would go into Walmart, they would go and like find somebody out to go lay hands on, like pray for them. 
And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so stinking embarrassed. I'm like, yes. I'm going to go hide. And I certainly did. But they did. They were diligent because they believed it. They're bold. And a lot of, yes. there are not a lot of people nowadays that are like that. No. Not a lot. They believed it. And my mom still does. She still to this day does it every day. She seeks it out and she does see fruit your mom is probably one of the sweetest ladies mm-hmm. i've ever met i had the pleasure of mm, doing her mom's hair now what twice i think yeah. and she the conversations that she and i had her her husband robert dropped her off one day with <laughs> me and i got to spend some time with her without mm. vanessa <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and i learned a lot Mama, in that. oh my god <laughs> I'm scared to like hear I what she actually said. But she has zero like she's you know like like the truth serum. I think yeah, she drinks the truth serum every day because like <laughs> what she sees, what you get, and she's going to tell you it yes. all. <laughs> but the conversations we had were a lot of her mm. telling me things like that because at the time I know your dad had just passed mm. and you both were mourning the loss. But she still, whenever she would talk about him and you know telling me stories like you're telling our listeners right now um still had a smile on her face still had Mm -hmm. faith in her eyes and in her words that she would say and that is amazing yeah amazing because a lot of people would be in their bed with a box full of tissues (sighs) crying she believes because she's seen the goodness of the lord in the land of the living and i know through faith because I have seen the eyes of the Lord, the burning eyes of love, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That even though sometimes we don't understand, the Lord still is by our side because he said that he would never leave us nor forsake us. That he knew us since we were in our mother's womb. He knew us even before we were formed in our mother's womb. And he destined our days. Oh, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. It's so deep. There's just like sometimes there's no words. And when I lost my daddy, I came to a point where there were no words. After everything that I had experienced and lost, it was like, that's my daddy. That's my daddy. Lord, you're taking my daddy. You can take it all, but you can't take my daddy. And sometimes there are times in life where we have to be able to go there, to go to the depths of our heart and give it all to the Lord and say, I don't get it, but you're taking my daddy and I don't have any choice, but I still trust you. You know? because she's about to make me cry i'm sorry i can't help it. i know i know well this is one of those things it's like it's life. real and raw it's life yeah 
it's life and you know Paige and I were just talking about there's we have people and we have people that are our beloveds and there are those people that are willing to go to those places with us that others aren't willing to go like our real friends our real family and we all experience our junk our stuff and hardness in life and you know the lord is still good and we have to be able to trust and we have to be able to believe because he is still good and we will see and you know we don't give up and you know look i have to say that there's an example like that may sound hopeless page but it's not it's not hopeless the fact that I haven't birthed my own children, the fact that I lost my daddy, look, it's not, it's not hopeless. And I have to tell you why. So from a very young age, and this is a little crazy, crazy, and you know. It's I, not though. <laughs> I, I really am, because I'm a quiet person, I because probably because of the stuff I go through I just I just choose not to like be vocal about it but you know I think there's a lot of people out there that may be experiencing the same thing and they just think it's like cray cray right but seriously since I was a very young age I was a seer I used to see stuff like the spiritual stuff is real it's real like angels are real so I, you know, we're going back to the thing is like, why did the Lord come to me when I was young? And I asked the Lord and um, I felt like the Lord, you know, it's like calling like particular, only particular, you know, to my life. That's something that the Lord's called me to. And not everybody's called to the same thing and it's okay. We all have our own walks that are that are particular and we all have our own avenues that we're supposed to walk in and everybody's avenue and everybody's purpose, call and destiny is very important in the kingdom of God, right? So for me, it's been, you know, I've been a seer and from a very young age, when I saw Jesus, I used to see angels and other things as well and very much a dreamer and all these things. And, you know, specifically before daddy passed away, um, actually about a year before daddy passed away, I started having these ridiculous dreams and encounters while I was awake with angels and the cloud of witnesses. So it's like, I know that the time that we're living in is like, crazy yeah it's like we're getting like you can look at the world as getting nuts nuts but actually it seems like the darker it gets the closer heaven is drawing nigh like it's coming it's coming closer 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 and um you know so i think that i really want to encourage people out there that are going through stuff like what I've been through with losing parents and losing um, my husband like I lost my husband when he died and it was devastating and babies and all these things that you know um, the Lord said that um, heaven is all around us he said 
specifically in the word, look it up. I don't have a scripture reference right now. Maybe Paige can help me. <laughs> that we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. So what do you think that means, Paige? Really? Um, our friends and family who are around us. Mm. I feel like, I mean, I know you probably have a more in-depth way of thinking about it because I, unfortunately, like my husband and Vanessa, did not grow up in a church that was spirit-filled, that, you know, people were family. I didn't grow up in that kind of environment. I grew up in a Methodist church. My um, family did not do Bible time. Like, we mm-hmm. prayed at dinner. But I didn't, I, I don't know scripture like you do or like Cameron does. And it's very unfortunate. And I am learning it now at 34 years old. And mm-hmm. I wish I could just off the top of my head yeah. have a way better explanation than what I do for you. But it's, to me, it's family and friends and who, who we put it around ourselves Yeah, are the ones who yes. kind of clothe us Agreed. whenever we need it to yeah. happen. Agree. And I think a lot of us are maybe aware when we're not really aware that we're aware. Yeah. You I have know. my moments. Have you ever like, lost a loved one where you felt like they were close? Like you go stand in the kitchen and you, like, you lose your grandmom or grandpa. And go, oh my God, I'm sitting in the kitchen washing dishes. But like all of a sudden you feel like, or you smell them near. <laughs> like it's just like, wow. Or you have a memory that's so sweet and beautiful. And you go, oh, wow. I had one of those recently. My mamo and granddad at their house used to have those Denty Moore, I believe was the brand. Yes, Beef I have those. Stew. Yes. I have like tons of them. Yes. My husband loves those. Me too. <laughs> and I found them at the Dollar General store yeah. by our house. And I immediately, I of course bought them because I'm like, I experienced when I was little. And I snapped a picture and sent it to my sister. And I said, what does this remind you of? And she immediately was like, all the good memories that I have over at me and granddad's house. Mm. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I came unglued because yeah. I'm just like, whenever someone um, immediately like, I mean, I know you remember you have vivid rem- memories yes. of, of certain things, but whenever someone confirms that mm. who's been there, mm. it's like one of those things that like the floodgates open and I'm like, Oh my oh gosh. My like, I remember everything. I remember my memo having like crazy containers of cat food up on her counters while she's making us these meals, heating them up in their green microwave and, you know, little <laughs> things like that. And that is when that family and friend element pops in they where they're clothing near. you. Yes, they're near. Yeah. You know, having my sister tell me, I remember that that was her being near. And then yeah. my grandparents, even though it's a silly little TV heat up in the microwave meal. Like that's something that makes me remember them. That's them being near. Oh, I so want to like challenge our paradigms right now to say that maybe those experiences are actually our loved ones that are near. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like. It's scriptural. (laughs) It's in the word. It's there. It's yes. My grandfather handing me a. No. Come on. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. Our beloveds. 
they are. The word says that we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. So, like, you know, before my daddy even passed, it was crazy because daddy was having these experiences too, which is really freaky, like crazy, crazy. Um, And we would talk about it before he went home. Like, uh, my grandpa came to visit in a dream. What? Um, Yeah. And daddy would go, yeah, he came to visit me too. Well, what did he say? And we were like exchanging like, well, grandpa said this, but and daddy would go, yeah, well, grandpa said this. And it was like aligning. And grandma would come and like, there was one night I was literally in my sleep, sound asleep. And the Lord does this a long t- lot, lot of time. He wakes me up from a dead sleep and he's like, hey, come here. The Lord Jesus. Hey, I want to talk to you. Come on. Let's hang out. Ah, I love you, Jesus. Let's hang out. So I'll turn the worship music on. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning, right? And this happens quite often. (laughs) But this particular night example, the Lord woos me into the kitchen. And I don't know why the kitchen. Like, why the kitchen? I don't know. But anyway. So we go to the kitchen, and I'm worshiping. I turn on the worship music, and I'm singing my heart out. Like, everything I got, I'm worshiping, worshiping. And all of a sudden, all around me, heaven opens up above me. It's like, I can't even explain it, and you'll probably think I'm completely freaking nuts. I don't care. It happened. I promise you it happened. All of heaven opens and I see around me, surrounding me, the great cloud of witnesses. And they're my grandparents and beautiful people. And this is before my daddy went home. And honestly, I almost think of this comfort that I felt was in preparation of my daddy going home. Yeah. And the Lord was preparing me. And in this time this particular time and this wasn't the first time that I had seen this person but this particular time this was my great-grandfather he stepped forward in the worship and I had angels worshiping and it was like a cloud of music and it was just like rocking and I was dancing in my kitchen and I was singing like crazy and I was like oh my god I wish I could like capture this somehow on my freaking iphone like i want to write a new song but you know no uh uh-uh this was real time and real time only but uh my grandfather great grandfather which is actually my my father's mother's father whom died he died before i was born but for some reason he likes me so you've never Met. Only I know seen this photos. is so freaky, like freaky, freaky, freaky. No, it's not. I didn't know who the dude was, but I felt that he was family and it was all in worship and it was all of heaven and there was a lot of people, but he particularly stepped forward and I didn't realize exactly who he was until after the fact. But he looked at me and I was just dancing and singing and worship, worship, worship. Because that's where I go. When all the crap hits the fan, it's where I go. I go into worship. Because, you know, when you have nothing else, it just like, you just, you got to worship. So, (laughs) this dude looked at me and he goes, you know what? You got that from me. Like, what? 
He was proud of my worship and the fact that I was giving everything. And it was a generational thing for him. And he wanted to tell me and explain to me that it was a generational thing. And to and for me to understand the importance of the generations and the generational blessings. And he said, ha ha, you. It was almost like a, it's like a light thing. Every time I've experienced in a dream or in a vision or whatever, like heaven it's always like nothing heavy. It's like, ha, it's like so light and so joy. It's like a freaking party. It's a party every time. And like he wanted to tell me, you got that from me. I'm so proud of you that you love to worship and all those things. And it was just, it was amazing. And then after the fact, I went and looked at photographs and I found out that that was my grandmother's father who I didn't meet because he passed away before I was born. But I guess, you know, and then the night before my daddy passed away, my grandfather, my daddy's father, came to me in a dream as well. When he just came, he literally, I was having a really normal dream, and he walked into the room, and he sat down on the couch next to me, and he just grabbed me and held me like I was a little girl, and he just rocked me and held me and held me. And it was just like he just wanted to hold me and tell me how much he loved me. And the very next day, we experienced the loss of my father. And I just think there are a lot of people, maybe even now, and I know in our church, I'm not the only one right now. There's a lot of people that are experiencing loss. But just to know that heaven is all around and that heaven sees and that we're surrounded, we're hemmed in like a blanket of love. Just love, love, love. The comfort of heaven, you know. Yeah. It's a good thing. I wanted to say, I didn't want to interrupt you while you were Go talking, ahead. but yeah. worship in your family. Mm. And I know you've had <laughs> babies, but have not birthed them. Mm. And we're really upset about that. Mm. And do you realize, though, Vanessa has praise and worship nights every other Friday at her house. And she opens her home to whomever. Whomever wants to come and worship at her house. And there are, in particular, some young adults from our church that always come. And I believe all are female. But... Um, some males do. Yeah. Well, yeah. but just young adults in general. Yeah. And... At the age you are now, mm. don't tell anyone. Is around is, <laughs> a, is give or take around the age that these kids are. Yeah, like what years would I have could been? Be their mom. Yes, but I don't feel that way for sure. But no. well, because you don't have to pay all their bills. No, <laughs> 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 I'm yeah. like I'm in my mind. I'm still 21. Okay, anyway, yes. go ahead. Yeah, um, but. Mm you said that like praise and worship was a huge part of your family. Mm. And even though you don't have any biological children to carry on that tradition with, you're inviting all of these young adults mm. and being like a mama, a spiritual mama to them yes. and opening your home mm. as if it's theirs in order for them to praise and worship the Lord. Yeah. You are giving them a key to your box mm. Oh, girl, that's prophetic. <laughs> yes, you're giving them a key to your box mm -hmm. and allowing them to open it and see what within your bloodline mm. has been 
and you're inviting them in to share that with you. Mm, You're making them part of your family. Blood does not always make family. Oh, you know, right on. So serious, the girl, you're so right on. You know, I even I had a dream about that, but I'm not going to go into the tree. But though I will say that in short, the Lord told me it matters not uh, birthing or uh, spiritual. It yeah. doesn't make in heaven. They don't recognize the difference. There's no difference between biological children and spiritual children at all. Zero. Um, and you know, I have to say, let's go there. <laughs> let's go there, girl. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go there. This is deep. I don't care. I'm going. Well, there. this is not surface talk. Like we, I hate freaking surface talk. It pisses me off. <laughs> me too. <laughs> okay. Hi, Mel, Vanessa. How are you doing today? What did you eat earlier? How's the weather. It's so <laughs> nice out. Whatever. No. Uh-uh. Far this no. We even did. Wait. What? I think we. It right now is 8.30 and we intended on, I was over here at five, you know, maybe an hour long podcast or whatever to record. We did not start until 7.40, I believe. Oh my gosh. So (laughs) we were talking about everything. So, yeah, we're just going to go on it. We're, we're, we're just going to jump on in there. It's one of the things that we talked about. So why not talk to you guys about it? Yeah. So, okay, let's start from the beginning because I love going back to the beginning. Heritage, lineage, legacy. Three very important words, which all of us actually have actively engaging in our lives whether we realize it or not this is the lord active in our lives so for me from a very young age you know you heard about my initial encounters with the lord and my grandparents so my grandmother was a big time worshiper she was a hardcore worshiper matter of fact and my grandfather and her with, um, for example, this is just one example, um, in their time together on the earth, they started a little bitty church in their home with a group of other people. Kind of like what we're doing on worship night. Yeah. So look, there's the box opening. <laughs> oh, let's open the box. So the Lord gave them a word and told them, gather them. And so they did. So they started gathering them in their home. And oh my gosh, it grew (laughs) so fast. My grandmother was leading worship. But, you know, she's a lot better than me at playing the piano. I'm working at it. Look, the Lord gave me a commandment. So I'm diligent every single day because the Lord told me to do it. I'm practicing and, you know stuff so um but my grandmother who is an amazing pianist and um accordionist uh and that woman was a like a prophetic voice to her generation amazing woman these people started a little church in their home they were gathering because they felt like the lord told them to gather them so they started meeting in their home and then it grew 
outside of their home and then they had to get a little building so they got a little building and within two years their little church grew to multi-thousand member church in how many years I would say, I think what my daddy told me this story, because this is before I was born, mind you. This is during the time of William Branham and what's the other girl? There's another female who did a healing ministry. I'm trying to remember her name right now, but I'll remember it. You guys remember she had the flowing dresses and, oh, she was amazing. I'll remember her name. Anyway, this is during that time and they had those people come to their churches like they 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 came and, and they it, were healers. Oh my god. Th- this is during the time of like real healing ministry. William Branham. Holy cow, this is during that time and they had experienced some serious revival. So they went within 2 years from a home church to a church of 5,000 people in the inner city of Chicago. Oh my gosh. And my grandmother was the worship leader and she would sit at the piano and she would worship. And my grandmother was known for singing in the spirit. Like she didn't give a crap what people thought. She did not care. She would literally sit at the piano or the organ and go into tongues singing and declaring the word of the Lord and prophesying over people from the piano Back in the 1950s, 60s, you know, 70s, her whole life. But anyway, this particular time when they started this church. And um, my parents told me that literally when she would start to do this, people would literally go to their face. Like there was a time of revival when she would begin to sing in tongues. And people would, the power of the Lord falls so incredibly delicious upon the crap like the family that were there that they would go to their face and they would have an encounter with the lord and i truly believe in the purpose and destiny of the lord and i believe that the mantles travel they go from generation to generation i've just like literally grabbed it and went you know what lord i don't care the hardship we've been through because really it's all about dying to our flesh and when we get to like we get to go through stuff and like get corrected by the Lord and like die to our junk and all these things and we just get free we literally just get free it's like it's like throwing off a coat and we just get free of all the heaviness of the earth that's what it is and that's what grandma and my grandpa and my daddy and all the people they got to experience is just like not caring anymore of the cares of the world and just like throwing it off the throwing the heaviness off and then when they do that they got to experience these amazing times of healing oh my god they got to see the real deal and i just desperately want to see that in our generation and i have experienced so much disappointment that i don't even i don't care i i still believe you know and so Look, we're sitting in, <laughs> Paige and I are sitting in our worship game right now. We're surrounded by musical instruments. This is where we meet, right? You know? Uh, I feel like the atmosphere, we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. The atmosphere is pregnant with purpose and destiny. Yep. 
And you're at the forefront of it. I just want to sit here in the pregnancy and hold the baby of purpose and destiny of all those people that have gone before that dreamed the dream and believed with the Lord. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. It's heavy. (laughs) Yeah, worship to me is it. You know, I had my career. I became an engineer. I worked my butt off to get all three degrees and all this stuff, right? You know, and I have my career. I love it. It's an amazing job. I'm so blessed to get to work from home. But really, all I want to do is worship during the day. So, like, during the day when I, like, work on the computer, like, I'll take, like, I'll work for, like, an hour and they'll take my 10-minute break and I'll go play my fiddle. I'll work for an hour, I'll take a 10-minute break, I'll put my mandolin, I'll work for an hour, take a 10-minute break, and I'll go play my keys. Like, I can't get enough of worship. And it, it's it's a, it's a mandate. It's a general worship mandate. And I don't care that I've only been playing for five years. Like, I, I, like, the Lord took me through this process and this thing where I had to get, the Lord had to set me up with the career and all those things. And yeah, would it have been awesome for my kid to be able to like start playing the fiddle from like five years old, which I'm doing now for my niece? Yeah, it would have been amazing. Did I want to do it back then? Yes. Why the Lord didn't allow it back then? I don't know. I do know that I started singing and worshiping with my grandma. We would sit at the piano for hours and sing in the spirit. That I have done my entire life was sit at the piano and sing in the spirit. And I know that it's powerful. And that every time in my life when there was crap that it was going through. That I could sing in the spirit and mountains would be moved. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And I still know it today. So that's my go point. That's where I go to today. But there's just something new where the Lord, you know, I I know I'm talking a lot, Paige. I'm not giving you a chance to talk, but uh huh. <laughs> I just okay. Have to you're normally quiet. I know. So. I just like like blah. I've like held this all in. Like now, like diarrhea in the mouth. But anyway, so just to let you guys know, uh, I love you guys to come to worship night. It is a a night of like. The people that love worship that may not be like awesome sauce and musicianship and like play this amazing instrument like really well but want to um, or are prophetic art like they love to draw, they love to paint, they love to dance, they love to flag, they love like this is the place for you. It's it's not a place for like perfection, it's just the place for heart. It's the place for heart to gather together for the heart of the Lord and and just you know be together because I believe that when we bring our hearts together the flame that's where the flame comes from um I know that I was getting to something when I was saying that I forgot what it was (laughs) (laughs) we've gone off in so many like holy cow tangents I don't (laughs) want to say bunny trails it's it's life though what we've Mm. talked about it's stuff that that like I told you earlier mm. with this podcast. You have it now? Mm. Okay. I remembered. The literal like all why this worship night started. It literally. This was right after my husband passed away. In 2012. And I was completely. De- my whole world was destroyed. I was so 
devastated. I was like, Lord, what now? Like, you've taken away everything. What now? What am I supposed to do now? I was literally at the point on my face and I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do now. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything for days. So I went to sleep one Saturday afternoon. And all of a sudden, in my sleep, I was woken up by a loud voice calling my name. Vanessa! I start awake. <laughs> uh, uh, there was nobody in my house. My parents were staying at the time, but, but there was nobody in my house at the time. My parents were out, probably the beach or something, because they love to live at the beach. That's mom and dad. So I'm back to sleep. Again. Vanessa! I mean, I'm talking, this is powerful. This is like, somebody's in my house. Like, and I got up out of bed and looked around my house. There was nobody here but me and the doggies. Let me ask you this really quickly. Uh, Yeah. I know it was the Lord talking to you. Mm -hmm. you, You've told me this before. Mm -hmm. For people who question, like I even have questioned before, if you can hear the Lord audibly. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that was a moment where you did? Holy cow, Bunga. Girlfriend. This was an audible voice. I was not sleeping. It woke me up from a dead sleep. There was nobody in my house. I swear to you. This was real. And I know that I know that I know that I know. It was Popeye talking. Parents, where we are today. <laughs> I got my butt back in bed. I look, it's Saturday afternoon. I was exhausted. I had just been through some crap. I was just like, look, dude, I'm done with life right now. All I wanted to do was sleep. I literally was done with life. He's all, uh uh-uh. uh. <sighs> Wake up. Jesus. <laughs> Smell the roses. I am here. Oh my God. I went back to sleep. I promise I went back to sleep. Again, the voice. Vanessa! I woke up this time I realized. Like something in my spirit went, do you remember in the word where, you know, the Lord was speaking to so-and-so. And the Lord said, and the person said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And so that's what I said. Oh, Wow, it can't be anyone else. Lord, if this is you, I'm listening. What? So he began to talk to me, and actually, it was very, very clear and very precise. Not a lot of words, because you know, sometimes when the Lord gives you a word, it's like very precise, clear, straight to the point, like almost like a dagger, like to the heart. Well, that's what this was. He said, Vanessa, gather them. gather them and when you gather them I will pour out my spirit such as you have never seen before so that time on from 2012 to right now I've been like okay Lord you told me to gather them well when's the time to gather them what what 
there have been other times where I've like tried, been probed, been like kind of, you know, knocking on doors, stuff like that, but it hasn't opened. And then recently when we moved back from the Northeast, the Lord said, okay, now's the time. Do it. I didn't say just like do it. He said, no, be faithful. This is going to be one of the hardest things you've ever done, but I'm telling you, do it. And I'm not only do it, like, you've been wanting to worship your whole life you love it but you've always been depending on other people like you know I've put in you something from a long time ago and you have always like from fear like not like jumped in it's like for me like learning to start playing the fiddle at 39 years old because I always wanted to and like learning to play keys and because I always sat with other people that played them but I love to worship and I love to sing I could sing I just I love to sing I was you know I love worship and, and singing but no 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 the Lord said stop depending on other people I've called you to lead but I don't want to lead I'm quiet I like my corner <laughs> and even in work girlfriend like even at work in my work work where I get paid it's the same thing I love my little quiet corner and not being in charge and the Lord said uh-uh. he removed my boss and my boss is not getting replaced and now I'm reporting to my boss's boss and the Lord said and my boss who's leaving said uh-uh you are to step up but I don't want to be a leader. The Lord said, no, no, no. I've called you. Now do it. And trust me. And come to me for counsel. Because wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and all these things, the seven spirits of wood, they walk with you. So that's where I'm at. I'm kind of in, I'm trying not to be in a place of rebellion, but I'm honoring the Lord and what the Lord has given me and I'm being obedient. So we're gathering from worship. I worship every single day, all day long. My whole life is about worship. Even during work, you know, like every hour on the hour. It's like me when I came in today. I texted you, I'm outside, I'm on the phone. And you're like, okay, I'll unlock the door and just come in whenever you can. And y'all, I came in and I about saw her jump out of her own skin playing I went ahead and walked in and she turned and looked at me like shocked and kind of jumped but worship music was going she was working and worship music was going it's so funny you know what you say worship music was going I've been on this um <laughs> well you know what we call worship music because uh, it's it's not actually. <laughs> well, there's many different kinds of worship music. Like I personally have always been like a country music fan. Like that yeah, that do. was my thing. And I recently stumbled across one day this lady named Ann Wilson. She's a new artist, and she has a few songs out. One of them is "My Jesus." devil um something about that name and the most recent one sunday sermons and she intrigues me so much because she has that country spin but it's all about jesus yeah 
So that to me is worship music. Yeah, it's worship for your heart. Yes. Whereas to some, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Brandon Lake is worship to some. Oh, I love him. Yes. I mean, Cameron has a <laughs> wide variety on his phone that he plays of yeah. all kinds of things. So he, uh, sorry, you guys. <laughs> Um, he has to explain to me like you know who this is and it's so funny because again a wide variety on his phone as well as I'm sure yours and what you listen to but um, it's it's interesting to me because sometimes what he plays I'm not into but that's still worship music it's still something that it doesn't him. sound like necessarily yes. we, we would define his worship. Yes. <laughs> but it does to him and yeah. it does to you. Some of the stuff you listen to and what I listen yes. to is different than what you may listen to. So, but that's the beauty of it being worship mm. music and everyone <laughs> being different. It's so funny. Girl, I feel like recently it's hilarious. I've been on this Bruce Hornsby click. It's like, why Bruce Hornsby? <laughs> like, a totally old, old school. Bruce Hornsby, Phil Collins, like, worship music. But I don't know. There's just something in it. And there's a frequency in it. And it resonates with me. And it doesn't have to be, like, in the box. Sometimes it's out of the box. And it's okay, right? So, anyways. That's me. But it's good. Oh. It takes all kinds of kinds to make this world go around. All kinds of kinds. Yes. It's true that. Well, I'm um. very, very grateful that you're listening to the mm. Lord and doing what he's telling you to do. You too. Because I know you're mm. influencing and extending the hand. And like I said, mm. extending the key and opening the box Amen. for oh, like a that. lot of people. Yeah. I know... Cameron had on his heart to do this for a long time and we did last year and like you said you you stepped out of your comfort Mm. zone and I feel like we handed you the keys that you've you were parents yeah look I'm older than you but you (laughs) were the parents that unlocked my box yes and now that your box is unlocked you're giving your key. I'm gonna cry right now to other people. <laughs> well, don't make me because I feel, cry right I feel now. the emotions people feel. Shit. I'm trying really hard not to. Oh my god! But you know, like <sighs> you're you're making it available for people that want it. So, but any people that are listening that don't know, my dear friends Cameron and Paige, they started a worship night, and when they started it. And I saw it. We, my husband and I had just moved back from the Northeast. The Lord called us back home. And, uh, and I baptized him at the Shakaba. <laughs> and let me at tell the first you. One. You know what is <laughs> so. remember the, uh, the glove, the snow glove? <laughs> Man. That was awesome. <laughs> I, that, I that was an anointing so of the Holy bad. Ghost. She broke a snow globe over my husband's head. <laughs> Not on purpose, but that was like an anointing of the Holy it Ghost right his shoulder, there. It's but prophetic, it's everywhere. Right? <laughs> so big time. But I just have to say that 
when we were in the Northeast, the Lord gave me the word that now was the time. And I was like, really now? We had just we had just gone through the death of my grandfather and we took care of him. And when he was in hospice, he died in my arms and my husband's arms. And it was like, and we didn't know a year later that the same thing would happen with my daddy. Um, and the Lord said, now was the time. So I, at the time in the Northeast, I was a worship leader. I was a vocal lead on our worship team at our church. And I loved it. And it, like amazing things, it just seemed like worship was just so deep and it was just growing and it was awesome. And, you know, shout out to my precious sisters uh, on that worship team. It was so good. And they were really sewing into me. And then the Lord called us home to where we are now. And uh, but why we were there, we were st- trying to start this thing but it was during covid like we were inviting people over so people would come but people were afraid and it was during lockdown and all these things and the lord said but i called you to do it so i tried and it's like it didn't go it was like okay lord you're doing something else the lord called us home and then as soon as we got home we saw you and cameron hester that we're like what the heck that is exactly what the lord told me that is exactly the same vision that we were given. Okay, um, I'm going. We're going. <laughs> I don't know what it what this is about, but I feel the pull of the Lord. This is the Holy Ghost that we're going. Yo, Robert, get in the car. And we did, <laughs> and then going <laughs> shikaba and the power of the Holy Ghost. And and then and then you and Cameron like started to so in to me and I had this fear about worshiping in front of people that people don't know well some people do know like our worship leaders they know it's like me <laughs> in public speaking we're still <laughs> going through that right now yeah exactly but, why we're here right now but you're awesome sauce you don't even realize like no when I get up there to worship I literally on stage I literally sort of shake like ridiculous and I got up on stage with my fiddle and I totally screwed it up and like because I was shaking so bad I couldn't even hold I couldn't even draw a bow anyway the Lord's working with me through that and the time is coming when the time comes hallelujah praise the Lord but you know the this worship thing you know now the, the you and your husband has sewed into me and it's like you know, he's preparing me for something. And it's it's like an, a divine exchange that's happened between us to now, where now your husband and you have gone, okay, now we feel like we're handing over the torch because now we're growing and now it's time for you to grow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we're at. That's good. Mm. I like where you're at. <laughs> a lot of people do. I like every where Every Friday too. night or every other Friday night, oh, a lot of people. Yeah. Do. And we're not going to be scared to like, even if we don't sound good. I was like, who cares? Yeah, we're just scamming. We have a heart matter. for worship. Any type of worship mm. is music, literally, um, to the Lord. I mean, it doesn't matter at all. You could sound like me whenever I sing in the car. But you're gorgeous when you sing. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> Lots You're more beautiful than you think you are. Lots of people's Aww. ears would beg to differ. Whatever. But please. The Lord loves it. So, yes, he does. Same with very you much. And same with what you do here. Mm. So. Yeah. Amen. Well, now that everyone's learned like everything about you, 
and you. Well, not you because you didn't talk enough. <laughs> yes. No, but it's okay. That's <laughs> what this is here for. It's a platform to mm-hmm. let people talk about themselves because your story is going to touch someone. I hope so. It will. I do. It will touch multiple so. people. And that's what I want this podcast to be about. I want yeah. it to be about me being able to talk about myself and things or inviting people on here mm. where they can talk about certain things and it be okay. Mm. You know, I put on the titles what it's about. Mm. And if it's not your thing, click to the next mm, one. Totally on fine. Out. Yeah, move on out. Yeah, but yeah. this is good. I hope so. It is very good. I feel Jesus on it. The presence of the goodness of the Lord. And yes. I feel like that anytime around you, mm. I'm need to tone it down a little bit. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I can just go there. Just close my eyes and like, we're out. Sorry. Yes. Boop, boop. Bye bye. That's good because not mm. a lot of people can do that. Mm. Just kind of tune everything But he out. wants us to be able to. But it sometimes just takes us, you know, it just takes us being broken. Honestly, it just takes us being broken. Get rid of all the stuff that stands in the way of being able to just to go, uh, goodbye. <laughs> being here, but being there too. Yeah. Because we don't have anything else that's holding us down. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that will close us out because this has been a long one. It's a long one. But it's good. So good. Holy cow bunga. (laughs) It's Mm. so good. Well, I really appreciate you coming on Mm. and just sharing everything you did with me as well as everyone else. And I love that you love Jesus as much Mm. as you do and you're willing to share it. And I know that you think you're super quiet, but Mm. even in your quietness, you're Mm. loud, if Mm. that makes sense. Yeah. So... Mm. If you haven't ever met Vanessa, go meet her. Come on, guys. I'm easy to get to know. A lot of our friends (laughs) listen to this. And if you know her, get to know her better. Mm -hmm. You know, she's a a good soul. Good person. Thank you. You're welcome. Love you. I love you, too. But that will finish this episode. And I really appreciate you all listening to Paramount Life with Paige. Mm -hmm. And I will be back next week. Yeah. With my friend Alyssa. So good. Yes. Can't wait. Yes, yes. That one's going to be good. But I appreciate you sharing everything with us. And we will see you guys soon.